Hello, hi there. Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series, the guiding voice for a better future. This podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode we interact with industry experts, academicians and coaches to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn some great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact around the IT world towards the end of every episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is Navin and I will be your solo host for today. And today we are going to discuss candid conversations with an IT professional turned academician turned entrepreneur. And we are pleased to welcome Venu to our show today to cover this topic. Venu Pala has over 28 years of experience in the IT, mechanical and academia. Predominantly he worked on middleware and CMS technologies. He has been into various technical and operations roles like middleware service line lead at Infosys UK 2013 and he also worked as a CMS architect in USA during 2003. Post his IT tenure, he worked as an assistant professor in mechanical engineering. He also founded Tech Talents, a startup with focus on CMS services and data sciences. He is also into corporate training and also study overseas consultancy. So Venu, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series again. Can we get started? Hey Navin, thanks for having me here. I am excited to be part of your podcast. Thanks again Venu. Let's get into our conversation. Can we talk a little more about your career journey? You have worked in mechanical industry, IT, academics and training and what are you doing currently? So I have started my career as a diploma engineer way back in 1988 and uh, I also started studying engineering parallelly while working as a mechanical in- supervisor so by end of 1997 I have about 9 uh, years experience as a mechanical engineer and also with engineering degree so it was really a plus point for me to study parallelly then work in the year 1998 i moved to it industry as a mainframe programmer and then i continued till 2013 as a middleware service line lead at infosys and uh, i was uh, instrumental in getting uh, huge projects for infosys uh, and also prior to that i worked as a systems analyst in ge and post 2013 i i left the it companies and then i started as a academic person as a lecturer in vnr vignan jyoti engineering college and then in 2016 i did my mtech and i was a topper in mtech class of that year of course then it was a requirement in uh, academics that uh, we need to have phd so then i left the academics i started my own company that is uh, tech talents providing corporate trainings and web designing services so on that's pretty diversified career path venu and how was your transformation into academics and training and what made you choose that path exiting a lucrative corporate career Yes, couple of things. Basically, I was a talent manager at Infosys, parallelly handling the projects as well. I was also given a role of talent management. So that's when I realized that I have a passion towards trainings. So that continued even after leaving the IT. Of course, the main reason for leaving IT was a tremendous amount of stress as a COE lead I used to have. So then I decided, okay. it is uh, worth spending the same energy at academics or uh, trainings outside so that's how i moved to trainings and then i was uh, into academics and then now into full time corporate trainings 
basically the transformation was very difficult and very painful i would suggest because it's not easy to forego a lucrative it career and uh, struggle for making small small monies however uh, it is uh, still i prefer this way because uh, it gives both work life balance easily teaching profession also from your profile and as i have been observing you very closely you have gotten back to your studies after working 20 years itself right so it is not that easy but you managed to be a topper in 2016 when you pursued your mtech how was it possible Yes it was really challenging because there are two things one is you are coming from an IT field and you are going to academic but here the total domain is changing from IT to mechanical because in our education industry you need to have your engineering and masters same uh, specialization because of that my btech was in mechanical so i am forced to do masters in mechanical engineering once again so that is a real challenge because after 20 years of gap that too in a it field and coming back to the mechanical engineering and studying the mechanical engineering all over i was not even having proper command on normal tables you know so i had to read all over again so it was it very big challenge but still i was able to manage the getting topper in the class because all credit goes to my professors dr vg naidu dr jagadishwar sharma and dr sheikh hussain these uh, people have given me a lot of encouragement so that's how i could get a uh, mtech topper in mechanical mm-hmm. engineering Yeah, that's amazing, and uh, I can understand the amount of hard work that you might have put in. When you again you went to academics from IT, but why did you leave again? What are the challenges faced by engineering college professors today? Yeah, this is where I really want to give my true feedback in the sense that mm-hmm. our education is uh, the world class education. Our standards are world class standards. Our engineering is uh, the best uh, when it goes to the, on the books. At the same time, there are innumerable number of uh, academicians having very good uh, skills and technical knowledge but the situation here is very pathetic when it comes to the incomes of the academicians so for example an assistant professor is getting just hardly 15000 per month in an engineering college Mm-hmm. So at the same time they need PhD of course i am not a person who can comment on that but in order to do PhD again you have to spend a lot of money and effort so that is where the big challenge is so i am not in a position to do PhD so i came out of that till what the lessons i have learned is if at all you want to be in academics you have mm-hmm. to plan very much early in the life that is my learning somewhere as soon as you finish your btech or somewhere in the middle of your career if at all you want to come to the academics any time you have to plan at that time only not just after whenever you want to do phd that is not the case because there is already so many intellectuals so many phds with lots of experience in india so you are not going to do anything new by just achieving phd now so you have to plan very much early so that's where i uh, i realized and i came out of academics but i was able to do very good job in placements so because i worked as a placement officer in the colleges that's where the industry person can contribute more as a placement officer than academician that's what i realized that's my sincere opinion because the faculty is given tremendous amount of work not only the teaching but they are supposed to do lots of documentation coursework or nba work i mean tremendous pressure on the faculty at the same time there is no income there is no respect so that is where i feel little bit sad about our academicians today 
Yeah, thanks for those candid insights. So, can you shed some light on engineering courses and their suitability or fitment in today's world? And maybe you can also share your opinion about engineering education in India. Yeah, Navin, absolutely. See, nowadays there are typically five or six engineering courses. If you want to broadly classify, one is the computer science and IT. information technology stream uh, which is having lots of demand these days for obvious reasons because of the it industry there is a little bit more demand for ece also however there is a, a real challenge for the core sectors like civil mechanical and electrical these courses are suffering a lot because there is no demand for the graduates of these engineering streams just because there is no jobs for these sectors in the for freshers if you see the csc and it folks they will get jobs easily in the it industry but what about the civil and mechanical and electrical guys it's hard to get a job as a fresher that is one thing and there is a lot of gap between the industry requirement and academic output that's what i realized so there is somewhere something is missing either the academic institutions are not getting what is the industry demand properly or the industry is not able to create the jobs for these freshers in these core sectors that is what i observed till again i say that there are a lot of callers who can comment more on this this is the challenge we have that is again demand and supply gap is there that's what is the problem sure so all you are trying to mention here is some of the courses like civil mechanical and electrical are lacking core jobs and i have another question with regard to this engineering students like every year lakhs of engineering students are passing out but do we have that many jobs to accommodate them yeah that is the problem basically every year about 12 to 13 lakh students are passing engineering however only 7 lakh students are getting placements that to mainly in the it industry they are getting the jobs so the problem here is from both sides that is one from the student side and from the industry side so suppose you take an example of uh, it industry so generally it industry absorbs people from csc and it graduates however there is ece engineering also but typically if we can segregate the jobs in such a way that like software development jobs can be given to the computer science and it people whereas the networking cyber security data center or embedded system these kind of jobs should be preferred by the ece folks so if we can have this kind of understanding what happens is initially onwards uh, people will focus on their core sectors like an ece guy can be trained more on networking cyber security this type of things and the uh, csc and it people on the software development like web web development or whatever azure cloud computing this type of if that can happen there could be some focused approach towards employment and similarly the mechanical and civil and electrical people are also joining the computer science that is one unfortunate thing because it is not easy to study mechanical or civil or electrical uh, for that matter any engineering you study almost 40 subjects but after that the end of the day you are again joining to it just because of uh, lack of job opportunities that is where is the concern uh, again they have to plan carefully the career the students if they are taking core sector in the engineering they have to some way find opening for them in those core sectors you have to depend on the industry sure i think it makes sense i really love your advice of having focused approach for those belonging to different branches maybe uh, csc and it folks can pursue courses that are relevant to software development and similarly ecu folks can concentrate on working on uh, 
networking cyber security data center management so on and so forth and similarly mechanical civil and electrical students should choose their own domains rather than trying to get entry into a particular job yeah i just wanted to add one more point see even in mechanical engineering in the core sectors also there are softwares available like ansys cfd or autocad you know mechanical cad civil cad so if we can bring the talent in this domains we can expect the projects from big engineering companies like boeing or electrical companies or mechanical companies we can get mm-hmm. more projects from outside mm-hmm. in these core sectors also provided we have very good talent in these sectors so it's like both has to happen hand in hand so unless we have a good talent people in these core sectors we can't get the projects so it has to be synced up given that there are so many challenges okay with regard to engineering students and the opportunities that they have and uh, few fields are lucrative few branches uh, are good and other branches Uh, do not have same level of opportunities and also what is your advice to students that are aspiring to study engineering uh when it comes to studying engineering see typically in our uh, uh, culture like most of the people are going for engineering but they don't know what is engineering like so some people are joining just because their uh, family elder person has an engineering profession or one of his uncles is a engineer or just because government is giving fees reimbursement for engineering so my suggestion for students would be not just go by these kind of things like fees reimbursement or some family background these one things will not work because nowadays engineering requirement is very different than previous days nowadays everything is changing fast for example iot for example nowadays you are hearing about hyperloop technology which can be used for transporting people from one city to another city through separate channel of its own hyperloop right so uh, at the same time iot so there are so many things are happening very dynamically so you are choosing engineering as a your study you must be very focused what branch of engineering you want to study whether mechanical civil or csc and why you want to study that branch only you have to analyze properly and you have to meet or discuss with so many industry professionals or someone who has experience in that field then only you decide that particular branch secondly nowadays engineering graduates they don't really realize what goes on at the field after passing the engineering what are the industry they are supposed to work they are not having fair understanding like as a mechanical engineer for example you are supposed to work in industry you are supposed to deal with the, the workforce machines and materials you are supposed to work underground or over the sea or whatever it is like in our old days like we used to work in uh, underground coal mines we used to go almost 2 kilometers under the ground to install certain mechanical equipments or we used to even climb almost 30 floors in a industry to see something happening at the 30th floor some material movement or some kind of fluid flow whatever degree you are studying like mechanical or civil or electrical you must be prepared to work in the field for some time at least till you get into the management level so that is what is missing the orientation is missing while studying itself they should have an idea of what they will be working in future that is one thing which uh, for that you need to consult so many people that is one thing another thing is you must choose after joining or in the middle of third year or fourth year you should have a clear idea which path you are going to choose see after engineering typically there are four paths one is the software job generally they are going for software jobs or another some people are going for higher study like ms or mba or some people are going for entrepreneurship or some people are going for academics 
so each of these four uh, segments like higher study or a software job or a core job or a entrepreneurship or academics each of these have different set of expectations different set set of requirements for example higher study means you have to have very good cgpa very good uh, academics like no backlogs or um, you should have uh, some paper publications so these are the typical requirements for higher study but when it comes to software job probably you should have done some good uh, proof of concepts or you should have developed some small small softwares and put it in github or uh, things like that uh, if you want to become entrepreneur you should have some creative ideas um you, you should have established some proof of concept in the incubations so things like that you should have done if you want to become entrepreneur or if you want to become an academician then obviously you should have an idea to choose which specialization in the further pg post graduation so if everybody have clear idea about what they will be doing after engineering then it becomes easy even it helps in finding the jobs also like typically what happens everybody immediately after completing engineering they want to go for job whether they will continue in the job no one knows but simply they will go and catch the job and after one year they will leave the job what happens is there is a opportunity lost for a person who actually needed a job so instead of that if you have clear cut idea clear cut path what you are going to do then everybody gets equal chances equal opportunity so that is what is my suggestion for people who are studying engineering yep it makes sense now slightly switching topics what is your advice for parents of the students that are aspiring to study engineering because in india we see a lot of peer pressure or the herd mentality kind of thing Yes Navin absolutely this is uh, as a parent myself uh, I can understand I want to give some feedback because when I studied mtech I told you right in my house there were three of us studying my both sons were studying engineering and myself studying mtech it was very hard i mean <laughs> as a parent I was studying myself and I was also seeing my children studying so i realized uh, that the parents don't have proper idea about current day engineering study demand what goes in studying engineering how much hard work is there for student in current day engineering because there are almost like 40 plus subjects are there and the depth is more compared to previous days on top of the core demand and the subject demand the students are forced to learn good communication skills and everybody should speak english everybody should be polished all that but the saddest thing is the students have to travel almost 2 hours each each way for reaching to the college so they have to travel from the on the buses so typically what happens is they lose a lot of time and energy to travel to the institute so this is one challenge so the parents need to understand how to reduce this time to travel so probably they may have to relocate uh, nearer to the college or the student must be placed in the college near to the college something has to be done so that they can get time to study the subjects properly at the same time it is a challenge for parents also because there are lots of costs involved in studying engineering nowadays engineering study is becoming very very costly for parents so are you really able to support them support your your children to pursue the engineering are you able to continue their masters because nowadays just studying engineering is nothing because every house has uh, two or three engineering students okay so just engineering will not be uh, sufficient they may have to go for masters they may have to go for phd so are you able to support them thoroughly till they want to succeed that is a question the parents have to put it only if you are able to support throughout then you advise your children to go for 
engineering otherwise it's better to go for normal degrees to guide them towards civil services or or bank jobs uh, many other opportunities are there not just engineering so that's where parents have to analyze because that's again uh, one way we can reduce the competition for engineering jobs so i have seen that many students they simply study engineering but after that they do some other activity somebody is writing the bank jobs things won't work you know unnecessary wasting the engineering four years degree valuable degree that's where uh, so parents have to think that aspect and students have to also think about that yeah i think it makes perfect sense and i can relate to many things that you have cited here and i have a different question now uh, what are your tips for those planning to venture into academics and corporate training because this is a field not touched by many because many of the students are inclined towards getting a corporate job mostly into it sector yes basically academics and corporate training these are very good fields however in order to get a financial returns it will take some time because here in academics or corporate training the subject is the key so you should be having very good command on the subject whether you teach data science whether you teach web designing or whether you go for any other computational fluid dynamics whatever subject you are teaching you should have the command on the subject thoroughly and then secondly there should be demand for that subject so why anyone will come to training is they are looking for some job uh, after finishing the training they should be getting a job so first of all you have to align your training to the current job demand only then you will be a successful trainer apart from having a good subject knowledge you should also understand what is the demand in this current situation and besides that uh, you should have a lot of patience in order to be successful as a corporate trainer or an academician a lot of patience is required because you have to make your teaching in- interesting to the student interesting to the audience and uh, it should be interactive you should be focused and you should have good communication skills apart from the subject so suppose if you are teaching computational fluid dynamics you should have good understanding of what is physics what is the flow analysis how to do flow analysis how to do analysis of heat where it is applied and uh, what kind of jobs are there for cfd so this type of analysis you should have and um, of course there is a million dollar market waiting in the corporate trainings there is no doubt about it but in order to be successful you should have very good command on subject at the same time understand the market demand so then definitely you will be a successful trainer hope uh, that helps you navin yeah fabulous tips venu now offlet you started counseling students on higher education overseas so any tips for those aspiring to do higher education outside india like maybe master of science ms or mba Uh, yes, Navin, definitely. Uh, besides my web designing and corporate trainings, I am also doing the counseling for higher education admissions for MS and uh, MBA. So particularly nowadays, uh, it is attracting many people for studying abroad because they, they are offering post-study work permit. So if you study just for one year, you can get a two years work permit. so you can very good chances for settling down in uk similarly there are other opportunities like us is also offering the opt so 3 years or 1 year 2 years opt you can get so that's all good i mean if you want to go for higher studies the first foremost thing is you need to have a very good cgpa so in india you have a cgpa scale of 1 to 10 but in us and other western countries the cgpa is from 1 to 4 and uh, the universities are demanding almost uh, 3 cgpa on a scale of 1 to 4 they are demanding minimum 3 cgpa which maps to around uh, 7 in our cgpa so our scale of 1 to 10 
it maps to around 7 so that means you must have minimum 7 or 8 cgpa in our indian standards in order to get a very good college very good university in uk or us not only very good university in order to get a course of your choice for example if you want to go for cyber security or ethical hacking or you want to go for data science ms so obviously you will have to have a very good cgpa to get that kind of course and that kind of university and similarly you should not have any backlogs at all so even though the university allows like 5 to 6 backlogs you should try to avoid those backlogs then only you will get a good course good university similarly i mean the backlog is one of the most uh, disturbing thing nowadays in engineering because many students have more than 7 or 8 backlogs some people have 13 backlogs out of so that's not correct so they should try to avoid right from beginning itself you should have a, a very good sop you know statement of purpose what is the purpose of why you are going for that particular course only so you should be able to justify very well in the sop that statement of purpose when you apply for admissions and uh, besides that you should have uh, recommendation letters from your hods and uh, professors and you should have good publication record paper publication in choice of your study and on top of all these things you should be financially stable to support your ms so at least till you complete your ms you should have financial support that's where um, is the focus and you might have some experience also will help that's what i suggest navin okay yeah these are all uh, really cool inputs and i wish uh, i had uh, gotten similar kind of guidance in the past all right okay. <laughs> anyways uh, i think this episode is going to be a boon to those uh, who are aspiring to do higher education abroad or who wanted to pursue some jobs in the academic industry so on and so forth you have started many ventures on your own right so any tips for those budding entrepreneurs Yes, Navin. Actually, not many. I mean, I would say I have only two things going now. That is, uh, <laughs> uh, one is my tech talents, which is mainly focusing on uh, corporate trainings and academic trainings. Mm-hmm. Uh, another is small my hobby that is homesandneeds dot com. That is mainly for providing property management services. So uh, basically, uh, it is a very painful journey to be a entrepreneur because first thing is you should have. a unique idea to be successful as a entrepreneur because anybody may wish to become an entrepreneur but won't be successful if you have a normal idea because everybody is doing that so your idea should be very unique that is one thing and there should be enough demand for your product or your service the service you are offering that is one thing so like for example you might have seen the zomato or you know the swiggy so i mean this is one of the unique service i would say like that e-commerce oriented things are becoming very popular even nowadays everything is at your doorstep because of this e-commerce right so someone has to identify what is people's demand what is people's requirement then if you are able to fit in that slot your idea in that particular slot then there is good chances of becoming successful so that is the thing and uh, besides the passion or besides uh, identifying the gap you should also have a supporting system like somebody from your family or somebody from your banking industry they should support your idea then only it will be possible till you because typically any idea to be successful it will take minimum 2 to 3 years to get a break even even think of break even it will take minimum 2 to 3 years you should have enough supporting system to reach to that break even so that one sh- one should have idea honestly one should agree for that before venturing it out and your idea should be not only unique it should be scalable as the demand growing as the population is growing whether your platform will sustain whether your platform will be scalable to that population growth that is where 
is interesting for example you take oyo oyo is a online hotel booking service right so that is one of the good ideas it is scalable it is they can add any number of hotels to their platform that's what i mean just for an example so it should be scalable and also you, as an entrepreneur you should be having good idea about the processes involved in getting the approvals getting the the company registrations all those things in fact we are helping the entrepreneurs to get the company registration to quickly launch their service through website all those things uh, we are supporting from tech talents so you might have to do some incubation uh, at a academic uh, institution or a industry location uh, before uh, launching your product you must be able to incubate your idea uh, with the help of these academic institutes or you know uh, some industries for that matter so approach them and uh, try to curate your idea then only take it to the market that's what my sincere suggestion to the budding entrepreneurs yep i think you have covered most of the points here one other question you are yet to see the life of a retired it professional because uh, it industry to be honest in india has started about 30 years ago and the first gen uh, retirees are yet to come since you have taken a different path now how is non it life it is very tough now in believe me because as long as you are in mm-hmm. it you are basically enjoying good salary and a decent life and you know car or building whatever it is but as soon as you come out of it you start seeing strange things happening all together because in it basically you are treated sophisticatedly you are treated in a well polished language okay but, but when you come out here in india i mean not only india anywhere else uh, you are supposed to do rough and tough jobs you know sometimes you have to do mechanical jobs sometimes whatever comes along you have to be prepared to do that so they can't expect uh, the polished language the culture all those things so you have to be prepared when you leave it you have to start unlearning the things uh, when i say unlearning you leave about sophistication you have to be prepared to do what is required for that moment of course legally i am not saying to do something illegal but you are supposed to do everything legal at the same time maintaining the integrity and be prepared to satisfy yourself with low incomes that is the hardest part you know as i said as an academician you have to work for 15000 a month whereas in it you are working for 1 lakh per month so that is a big gap and you have to make your family also to understand what is going around when you leave it and when you started uh, becoming normal person they also have to support you that is one thing you have to take them into confidence so it's not easy at the same time if you come down on your uh, requirements come down on your uh, lifestyle then it is not a problem you can survive at the same time you have to maintain good health because in india uh, i mean not only in india everywhere the health is becoming very costly and uh, very difficult so health is very important uh, so for that you may have to take some spiritual route and be happy with what you are getting and maybe you take some profession like teaching and find some peace in that so that's what is my suggestions for uh, upcoming retirement of it professionals you know <laughs> amazing i could visualize how the situation is honestly speaking when you are switching domains from it to non it so it's not going to be an easy path and you have articulated it very well now one last question before we wind up this uh, conversation any suggestions for the middle level and uh, senior it professionals Yes, Anavin, this is one of the important things because senior professionals always they are thinking about big, big things like cloud or data science, whatever. But even I used to be passionate about it. But if at all they want to come out of the IT, first the important they have to do is they find somebody 
uh, of their core sector like suppose i am a mechanical person i should find somebody who young person who was interested in mechanical so try to support him you as a earning person you try to support him and so that he will support in the long run to you so you try to establish a small scale industry in your core sector see basically a long time ago many people switched from mechanical civil to the it but now they want to come back to core means nobody will allow nobody will allow so that's why you have to find somebody before leaving your it profession find somebody uh, who can help you to establish a small scale industry so later you can slowly transform yourself into that industry that is the only way in that way you can also help others you can also help youngsters so with your help they will establish something you can later join that so that will be a seamless transformation from an it to a non it and at the same time you are helping the young generation so that is one suggestion i would suggest so not only that many people are trying to buy flats or apartments or something to make a rental income out of it but that's not the correct way as a industry person you should try to set up a industry try to motivate the young people uh, by spending some amount of your decent earnings spend some amount and uh, try to encourage the entrepreneurs and then later you can be owner of that mechanical or civil or electrical industry or contract business that is one good way to uh, you know see both uh, happening encouraging the youngsters as well as well as you can also be beneficial after that even for that matter farming you can think of our agriculture or excellent uh, insights venu thank you so much for joining us today and indeed it was a wonderful conversation on various topics like we have covered right from engineering courses jobs in academic and corporate training and also nuances of uh, entrepreneurship amazing insights and thank you so much for your time and appreciate all the insights that you have provided and i'm sure our audience are going to get benefit out of it thanks ravin thanks again for giving me this opportunity to share thank you very much sure it's my pleasure so dear listeners To know more about our speaker and the content, visit or follow us on social media. We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and also on YouTube. Just search for The Guiding Voice and then follow, like, subscribe to us and also share within your network. Also, feel free to email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at the red gmail.com that is T-H-E-G-U-I-D-I-N-G-V-O-I-C-E. Four as a digit, you as a letter at the rate gmail dot com, or you may WhatsApp us on India number nine four nine four five eight seven one eight seven. I repeat, it is India number nine four nine four five eight seven one eight seven, and we will be happy to collaborate with you. Also, of late we have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through WhatsApp and email, and we have been promptly responding to them. So we are pleased to open up. a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself yes you heard it right and in case if you have any questions related to career guidance around the it field just voice record your questions from your phone and whatsapp us the audio file at india number 9494587187 and we'll play your question along with our answer in the future episodes hope you'll utilize this wonderful opportunity all right so we'll look forward for your questions All right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about adrate symbol it is used in emails and it is one of the most widely used symbols in the world today in 2004 the adrate symbol became the first new character to be added to the morse code in several decades you know this new character which is also known as the comat right it consists of the signals for both a which is dot dash and c that is dash dot dash dot with no space 
और ब्रेक इन बिटवीन इंटरेस्टिंग इज इंट इट थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग देर इज मोर इन स्टोर फोक्स स्टेट टाइम टेक केयर बी सेफ अंटिल नेक्स्ट टाइम बाय